0: if wagner is not a mercenary or a private military and security company is it possible that they're legitimate combatants under the laws and customs of war or are they just terrorists and criminals that's the topic of this episode of the ancient art of modern warfare welcome to episode 82 of the ancient art of modern warfare i'm chris mayer retired u.s cavalry colonel former instructor of the u.s army's command and general staff college in the naval war college these podcasts describe what I think every citizen should understand about war, peace, and that gray area in between. Now, if you think that these podcasts are worthwhile, please hit like and subscribe or follow and maybe leave a comment. These podcasts are not monetized or subsidized in any way, nor do they represent anyone's opinion but my own. In the previous podcast, I described why Wagner and similar groups are not mercenaries, nor are they private, military, and security companies as described in national law and international frameworks. If these categories don't fit, then what can we call them in a way that opens up possibilities for accountability? I'm going to quickly look at three options. If they're a terrorist organization, a criminal organization, or if they might possibly be legitimate belligerents or combatants under the laws and customs of war. Let's consider that last option first. I think we can agree that Wagner and the others are not members of the regular Russian armed forces. But could they have combatant privilege as a militia or volunteer corps? The Geneva Conventions and the more traditional Hague Conventions describe who is a legitimate combatant. Aside from members of the regular armed forces, this includes militias and volunteer corps. Among militias and volunteer corps, Haig describes who has the right to be a combatant, while the Geneva Conventions describes who has the right to be a prisoner of war if captured. But the four requirements are exactly the same in each, and these are a. that of being commanded by a person responsible for his subordinates, b. that of having a fixed distinctive sign recognizable as a, at a distance that would be like uniforms, c. that of carrying arms openly, and d that of conducting their operations in accordance with the laws and customs of war. Like the criteria for being a mercenary, these are cumulative. All four elements must apply. I think we can pretty much agree that Wagner and the other Russian irregular forces are not in compliance with that last element of conducting their operations in accordance with the law of war. But what about the first one, that of being commanded by a person responsible for their subordinates? The International Committee of the Red Cross commentaries to the Geneva Conventions clarify that this responsible person must be responsible for action taken on his orders as well as for action which he was unable to prevent. Now, apart from assassinating Prigozhin and Utkin, apparently for mutiny, is there any indication in Ukraine, Syria, or Africa that Russian paramilitary commanders have been held accountable for the actions of their subordinates and particularly in the matter of operating in accordance with the laws and customs of war. If not, then they don't meet the criteria for being a legitimate combatant. So, barring any change in the status of these irregular forces, they remain just that, irregular and outside of combatant privilege. Now, this could change. Not their reprehensible behavior, as that seems to be condoned or even promoted by Moscow. However, the status of these companies are changing since the Wagner mutiny. These irregular forces are being reorganized, and many are entering formal contracts with the Russian Ministry of Defense. At what point, then, might they be considered to be formally incorporated into the Russian army? In the meantime, could we simply say that they are terrorists and treat them as such? I got several comments since the last episode suggesting just that. To make that stick in some legally accountable way, they would have to fit in some legal definition of terrorist organizations and to be recognized as such by some competent legal authority. But what is a terrorist? According to the Encyclopedia Britannica, terrorism is the calculated use of violence to create a general climate of fear in a civilian population and thereby to bring about a particular political objective. Like the term mercenary, the term terrorist is politically and emotionally charged. Also, like mercenary, we can't hold someone accountable under the law using a politically and emotionally charged popular definition. The problem is that there is no universal agreement on a legal definition of terrorism. In other words, a definition doesn't appear in international law. The United States, however, has such a definition. And under the Immigration and Naturalization Act, there is a process for designating an entity as a foreign terrorist organization. Now, the definition of a terrorist organization is actually very similar to the Britannica definition. And it reads, premeditated, politically motivated violence, perpetrated against non-combatant targets by subnational groups or clandestine agents. In that light, it's worth discussion about whether the activities of Wagner and other organizations specifically intend to create that climate of fear among the civilian population, or whether that is merely incidental to their unlawful methods of warfare. There are currently about 50 declared foreign terrorist organizations, a list that, by the way, includes both Hamas and Hezbollah. Some of these organizations have conducted combat operations as well as acts terrorizing the local population, so there is a precedent for a formal declaration that an organization like Wagner and its affiliated groups to be terrorists. Last year, a bill was introduced to both houses of Congress to do just that. Unfortunately, and for reasons I don't begin to understand, it never came to a vote in either chamber. You might want to ask your representative or senator, why he or she is treating Russian terrorists less severely than Hamas or Hezbollah. Finally, I think we can agree that Wagner's activities have been criminal. So, can we declare Wagner a criminal organization, much like was done to the Nazi SS at the end of World War II? In fact, the U.S. government did just that in January 2023, declaring Wagner to be a transnational criminal organization. It seems to me, however, that calling these illegal combatants just criminal organizations makes them seem little different than the mafia or various drug cartels. Nonetheless, this designation may seem like a useful means to hold Wagner's activity criminally accountable. The designation, however, only applies to the organization and specifically sanctioned individuals members of criminal organizations can be charged with participating in the crimes of the organization by their association, but this has been largely unsuccessful in past cases. And, so far, I don't know of any criminal charges being brought against Wagner because of this declaration. This indicates that designation as a transnational criminal organization might be insufficient for true accountability. So, not mercenary, PSC, or PMC. Not militia or a volunteer corps under the laws and customs of war. Definitely criminal. Possibly terrorist. Is there something else, something we can use to hold these organizations and their members accountable? That something else will be in the next episode of The Ancient Art of Modern Warfare. So hit like, follow or subscribe and join me then.